Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is November 22nd. I can't believe it. It's November 22nd. We, I'm saying it. It's hard to believe. However, it is Friday, and it is Questions Friday, and I got a slew of questions um, in my inbox, and at first I thought it was like a junk mail, and I, I opened it, and it was this slew of questions from someone by the name of Diva, and I, I can't remember the last name. I, I had to copy and paste the questions so that I can get them all on one page without leaving all these windows open, but Oh, my gosh, the things she asked. So I have to go through them because I am sure that I know I've had these questions at different times in my life. But she asks, what are the reasons I don't go after my dreams? And I thought, it's funny. We always say, go after your dreams. Do this do that, you know, just like, you know, we're giving everyone directions all the time. But she really just doesn't know why she doesn't. And imagine you know what you want to do and you don't, you don't have the jump, the spark, the brain, maybe the right words, maybe the right encouragement. Many, many things. I know that in our lives, if you've had children, you try to, like, set them up so that they do go after their dreams. And you talk to them about it, but then, you know, they do something that you think is totally ridiculous, and we tear them down and say, you know, how could you do that? And and what we do is we end up taking away their steam, right, to do what it was they thought they should do or we thought they should have done. All that being said, we grow up. Why don't we do it? So, of course, I asked. It's kind of cool having Christ around because I know I say that so flippantly, but it's just the course of my brain and my life. But when you ask a question like that, because we came here to pursue our gift. But we don't think of them as gifts. We think of them as dreams. I have a pipe dream. I have a dream. I wish I could. I, more than anything, before I die, I want to do. And I think, well, why don't we do it now? And so Christ, as usual, because he's in all of our minds, there's nobody exempt from that. I don't care who you are and what you believe. There's there's God because I thought, and there is Christ, because I saw him too. So I know that they're there, and they're not the way we look at them as God and Christ. They are energy, and Christ is love, and then God is like a pure intellect, pure intellect. And so why don't we go after our dreams? Why do we think that before we die, we're going to do it? Because a lot of times before we die, it's because we got sick or we didn't see it coming. 
So how do you know how to plan that one? So what are the things in your life that you want to get rid of? The house cleaning part. And which people in your life inspire you? And why? Why do they inspire you? So going back to the first question, what are the reasons I don't go after my dreams? Is that most of us don't have a problem knowing what our dreams are. Some people say, what am I good at? That's different than what you dream. What do you think when you're not thinking that you know you could be or you could see who that person is? You might see yourself dressed a certain way, working a certain place, doing something that you would love to do but just never pursued. So I think of that and I ask and I get fear. Not fear that you're scared to do the thing that you think you want to do. Scared that you will not know who you are. Who we are once we get what we want. Now, I really had to, what they call unpacking, unpack that one. Because I say, how could we want something so much, so bad? And we always say we want change. We want our lives to be better. And we know that if we pursued it, we would get there. Because how would you not? You decide you're going to write a book, you'll eventually, if you start it, We'll write it because once you start something, your brain starts clicking in and saying, oh, you need to say this. Oh, you need to do that. Oh, oh, oh. It goes on and on and on. But we are actually paralyzed by change until we encounter the first change. Because when you think about the dream, we think about the end of it, not the beginning of it. We think about, like, where it's going to take us and how we're going to be happy then and successful and all the stuff that comes with us thinking of the fantasy of what a dream is. But you don't get there in a day. And so many people who ask me how to write a book, and I'm like, start? You cannot put a timeline on writing a book. The dream part of writing the book isn't the end where you have the book. It's in the writing. Ask anyone who's written a screenplay before. When you write a screenplay, creating the twists and turns, the plot, and putting it together, and the dialogue, and keeping people interested and riveted by information they have not really heard before in that way, even though it may be a love story. And then you have to cast the people who can 
who can feel that, who can, who can sell it, who can do it, who can be it. And there's a lot of moving parts in that. And that actually is the dream, not the outcome. The outcome is, oh, yeah, it's done now. And you start thinking about the next thing to do. Think about that. But we look at our dreams as the outcome. And that's why we feel like we can't get to them. And then we think, gosh, one that, once that outcome comes, like I'm now an author or I'm now a movie star or I'm now a singer or I'm now, you know, the head of my company. We think of the end, not the beginning. So there's a lot of unknowns that put fear in us. That if we start, who will be who will we be when we're that person who keeps our word to ourselves? Who will we be when we have to stand up for what we really believe in? Who will we be when we get what we want? Because we're almost like we almost don't know how to behave when we get what we want. Because we're just not used to it. It's such an interesting question. And I went around and around and around with it because I never thought of what were the reasons why people don't go after their dreams because I'm so busy all day long trying to give insight into going after something that maybe that soul doesn't know how to mentally prepare Because we don't have a template for dreams. There isn't like, oh, you have a dream, this is how you do it. We don't have that. When people succeed, they come back and talk about how hard it was to get there. So what happens to the person listening? Well, I can't do that. You can if you started. If you want to live in a different country, if you want to travel, if you have a list of things that you want to do before you die, make that list so that your brain can help you find those things. Because like I said, a lot of times, I mean, I'm sitting here in my life dealing with someone who's ill. And you don't know when that's going to show up. You don't know when it's going to come knocking at your door and then you're not going to be able to do the things that you want to do before you die, but you have to do them while you can. So what would you do to go after your dreams? You have a dream. You're sitting here, you're listening, I'm talking. There's still things I want to do. I know what I want to do. There's only one thing left in my whole list of things that I actually want to do. Not one thing, but one work thing. I know that I want to speak, and that's all I want to do. I want to see people when I'm speaking. I want to see their faces. I want to feel their energy. And I want 
to tell them the things that Christ tells me. Because the things that he tells me have healed me. And I know that if the things he told me healed me, that they are not for me, I'm nobody special, but that it has the capacity to heal them too. And because I know that, that's all I want to do. And I'm going on 18 years with it. And I, I haven't stopped. I've gone around the block to cross the street. I've hit dead ends. Hit people looking at me with one eye, like, eyebrow up. I had my family tell me not to tell anybody what I know. But what I knew was bigger. Not better bigger than the words I was hearing. And I wanted to quit. There's times I did quit. And ironically, while I quit, Christ was helping me quit. (laughs) Helping me while I was upset. To understand why I was upset. So it's just curious to my brain that I did not really stop. The reasons we don't go after our dreams is the fear of them coming true. Because we don't know who we are when we are successful in our own brain. And once we hit that pinnacle of success, what we don't realize is that a lot comes with that. And I don't mean success by anybody else's terms other than the fact that you tried and you reached your goal. And once you reach that goal, you're going to find a whole new world of people that you never, ever noticed before. And they were there. You just didn't notice them because you were not ready for them. But other people who followed their instincts, who followed their dreams, will start showing up in your life. Because we can only attract who we are. If we're always complaining, we will attract another complainer. If we're always scared, we will attract other people that are scared. Because we need to have something to talk about. But when your conversation is about hiccups on the way to doing what you love, you're going to find other people who are having those conversations. So look for people who've already done what you wanted to do. I remember when I knew I was going to write a book. I didn't write it yet. Christ told me I would author books. And I'm like, I never wrote a book before. What am I going to say? 
Well, what am I going to say got answered in a million ways? But I had to ask the question. But one of my dreams all my life was to help people. I wanted people to find their own happiness since I was a kid. And if I ever asked God for anything, I used to like think, well, if I want it, well, maybe everybody wants what they want. So God just give everybody what they want. That was the five-year-old version. That was the five-year-old version before I could see that things could go wrong or hard or be challenged or have hardships or relationships and all the stuff that comes with those. That was a five-year-old version of my dream. Was that feeling that I just didn't want people to hurt emotionally. And a part of me wanted to take care of everybody. But as that dream grew and got bigger, I realized that I can't take care of everyone individually, which I honestly tried to do, and to keep distance so that I can keep my eye on the ball and actually help people. And now I can say clearly when Christ said, don't stop at every port, just keep on going, walk and talk. It took me years to figure that one out because I knew I was going to stop at every port. I knew that I want to know people individually and help them individually. But what I didn't take into account was their mental state of mind and what they wanted back from me. Because I thought just telling them was like the big aha moment in their lives. But then they wanted more and more. And they wanted to possess me. And they wanted to compete with me. And they wanted to argue with me. And they wanted to tell me what to do. And it just went on and on and on and on and on. And that came from hundreds of different people over this 18 years. Not one, not two, hundreds. And then I got the people who wanted to argue with me about everything. And I'm like, holy cow, what, what, how am I going to convince them? And then I realized I don't need to convince anybody except myself. But I need to find a different way to do this. And Christ was right, which took me years to say that because I'm like, come on, Christ, I got to handle this. I couldn't. Because if I did, I wouldn't have time to do what I was doing. And that's the other thing he told me about being around complaining energy. Forget that we call them people, but complaining energy. Because when you're around that, you will find a whole laundry list of things to complain about so that you can converse with that kind of energy. So I learned to not hang out with that either because it was taking away from my dream, which was to help people. Because if I'm helping one person at a time and they're not learning, they're just coming back for more and more and sucking me dry, 
then I am going to get too tired to do what I needed to do. And I knew that I can still help that person from the way that I put together helping everyone. And that was by helping myself. Otherwise, I would not know what to tell you. Whatever we cannot do for ourselves, we cannot give anyone an example of. And when push comes to shove, we need to ask ourselves questions. Many times to answer the question more than anything, before I die, I want to. I can only use myself as an example. I want to speak. And I know Christ and his wisdom will say to me, you're doing that already. Every single day. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But you know what I mean. And I get that when it's time, it will be time. So what do I do? Do I stop and wait for the time to show up? No. I just do it every day. And the audience may change. Me being seen or not may change. But I'm already doing my dream. I'm living it. People think of dreams as something way past glamorous. But our dream is just doing what we love. Prior to this, I loved working in retail, believe it or not. I remember before I got my first corporate job, how much I missed retail. I loved working with clothes. I loved fixing up those outfits outfits on the mannequins. And I loved when people would see it and go, that's what I want. I loved keeping the store clean. I loved colorizing and changing displays all day. I never got tired of it, ever. I worked in our grocery store at nine years old. I loved keeping the front clean. I loved when people bought food that my dad made. And it's just, I loved people. And when I was sitting in a cubicle making gold for a company, proving to myself that I'm worth keeping for them, I couldn't believe I was doing that because it just wasn't mine. I did it because that's what we were supposed to do. I went to school for it because that's what we were supposed to do. But it wasn't my thing. I did it when I had to, to raise my kids. I did. It was the fallback. There was money to be made there, but I, it wasn't mine. And people would tell me that. Like, what is someone like you doing this for? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I didn't know how to go after my dreams. That's why. I didn't know that at the time. So to answer the question, what are the reasons I don't go after my dreams, is ask yourself, are you scared of who you will be once you do? 
Does the thought of getting there scare you? You feel like you'll have to sacrifice. What if you sat down today and said, if I got to choose, regardless of money, regardless of time, regardless of everyone in my life, what I would like to see myself doing in my life at this time, What kind of personal house cleaning do I need to do to start creating a space for me to do it? What am I doing that's gobbling up my time that's taking me away from me? And it may be a habit that you have now. It could be anything from overeating to overwatching TV to overdoing anything, even overworking at the job you have that takes up that time because we only get 24 hours a day. Every single person on this earth, the ones you see that have accomplished a bazillion things and the ones you see that you don't even know what they've accomplished We all get that 24 hours. What you do with that 24 hours is the sheerest, most blatant sign that answers the question, who am I? What is my purpose? Why am I here? These are things you chose to do. Nobody chose what you do for you all day. There is Nobody that follows you around all day long but you. So if you go to someone else to ask them what you should be doing, tell me, tell me, it's not going to work because that person doesn't know. You know. Don't be scared of ourselves and we will start to see who we really are. If we find a reason to complain, if we find a reason to get in our own way, if we keep the task of house cleaning at bay, we will never find the time. And time is the biggest commodity, not money. How we spend our time may yield us money, but time is our biggest commodity. I had to borrow money for the time I needed to do this work. And it mortified me. It embarrassed me. It made me feel like I was failing. It made me feel like, well, I couldn't be any good if I can't make a living at this. But it was good. And it was beautiful. And it was worth it. And it still is. It's just that when you help people, the paycheck isn't the money. And in our world, that's a tough call. So you have to figure out the money part until, and maybe if that's in the cards for it. I had many thoughts of how I was going to do this in my older age. 
how was I going to do it? And I, I said to God, either I have so much money that it doesn't matter, or I have none that it doesn't matter. But don't put me in the middle because I won't have the time to do this. But I knew what to ask for because I knew what it would take. But either way, I had to be free of money, whether I didn't have it at all or I had so much of it, it didn't matter. But that middle part gobbled up all my time. So look at your dreams. Ask yourself if you've created enough space to allow your dream to start taking form, to start shaping itself, to start integrating in your mind, your body, your soul, your thoughts, your conversations. Ask yourself if you're on the wrong table when it comes to friends. Are you complaining a lot? Are you looking at everything that's not working? Are you talking to people who've already done these things? Who are you looking at to include in the space of the energy that you need to live in to do what you desire? If you hear yourself say things before I die, I want to make a list of those things. Don't wait until someone tells you you won't have time. Then it's just not any fun. On that note, you guys, have a great weekend. I love Friday. I will see you guys Monday morning. And please, thank you for this week. Thank you for waiting for me on Monday and Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.